Welcome back to Open House with Mark Seawick and Corey James Moran, brought to you by the Mark Seawick team at Keller Williams Realty, a greater Rochester real estate podcast. Mark, how are you? Welcome to episode 67. All right. How are, I'm, good, I'm good, but how are you doing? Doing really well. Um, can I say quickly just a congrats to Keller Williams here, uh, our office, for having, what was it? I think we had... 21 of the top 100 agents. Oh, is that right? Oh, I didn't know that number. number. Wow. I knew it was was, uh, five of the top 10, Mm -hmm. which is really, really uh, impressive. Um, 21 of, wow, that's really great. Yeah. Bravo. uh, Yay, Chuck. Congratulations to all of you listening. To those that haven't made the top 100 yet, keep trying. You can get there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I do believe that. Do you feel I was incredibly motivational? I mean, should I be, should that be my side hustle? Real estate and then motivational speaker. Yeah, yeah. We're entering soon into the slower. Why why, why did you, why why did you, sorry. Stop while I'm ahead. (laughs) Stick with the real estate skills. (laughs) (laughs) All right, fine. Sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan. We have lots to get to. Again, the ever-changing market, um, the fear and paranoia that is uh, flying around. We're hopefully going to help ease some of those fears. I know um, that is the topic of your upcoming blog, Mark. Yes, yes, yeah. It could be worse. (laughs) It it, it could be worse. Uh, We won't dive too much into it right now, but as long as it's brought up, if you don't need to sell, sit tight. Yeah. You're fine. You live in a great house? You enjoying it? Great, sit tight. Things will change. Because there's what? Three weeks of market left, give or take? Anyways. Three weeks of... Yeah, sort of market. <laughs> sort of. Historically, yeah. we have about three weeks yeah, worth right, of yeah, sure. yeah. what is supposed to be a good market. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we'll, um, we'll get into all this. We will. Yeah, Let's yeah. jump into our update here. Okay. So we've actually seen no change in Monroe County. Really? 502 last wow. week, 502 right now. Wow. Okay. I'm assuming it's not all of the same. I actually, you know what? Quickly, congratulations to Greg and Anita. I know they listen to the podcast every single week. They're clients of mine. Yep. And they have prevailed on a uh, townhome in Webster. So they're very excited. So congratulations. Bra- Bravo. That's great. That's so that's great. at least one of the uh, properties that just off the check, market. Check that off the yeah, list. Yeah. Check that off the list for sure. But yeah, 502, um, still sitting steady there. Six okay. County region, actually up a little bit. 940 last week to 948 well, there we, there we go. All right. Woo! <laughs> I, I really think we should invest in a small, tiny confetti cannon yeah, to yes, celebrate yeah, these yeah. sorts of achievements. Yeah. And the new building, I promise. Yeah, I promise. okay. Yeah. Okay, excellent, excellent. Um, as far as mortgage uh, interest rates, uh, the 30-year fixed mortgage interest rates last week were 687 Uh, We're now up, climbing to uh, 7.06% for the national average. Again, you may find... Some slight deviations in that based on mm-hmm. on where you're listening. Here, if you're local, I believe I saw it was a little bit lower than the, L- listen, the seven. Six point eight seven percent, seven point one four, which yeah. is what I saw yesterday. It's it's still more than four percent higher, yeah. or it's at least four percent higher uh, than we were experiencing. Actually, you know what? Let me just run into. The, I was jotting some numbers earlier. This is astounding. Yeah, run through this. Exactly. Okay, somebody, a, a first-time homebuyer's property at this point in time. $225,000 or thereabouts here in Rochester. Yep. Let's call it for the sake of just easy math. Somebody wanting to purchase a $250,000 property here in Rochester, uh, the difference between what they're paying today versus back in March, a seven-month difference. Interest rates have gone up 4%. Somebody buying today that same house seven months ago, they're paying $10,000 more per year Ugh. in interest. Ugh. That's $833 more 
per month. That stinks. Yeah. That. And and this is the reason why I said last week yes. that if you were a $300,000 buyer six months to a year ago, you're probably more in that 200 150 range at this point. R- r- right. Which is a pretty dramatic change. Th- th- that's huge. And I think I may have mentioned this last week. That seems to be, at this point in time, where the bulk and the majority of the activity is. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, yep. Somebody looking for 450 is suddenly looking for 300 Somebody who was looking for 300 is now looking for 250 And it's all being pushed downward. And so these lower price points, anything under $275,000 is insanely popular. Yep. Uh, so what we said about not selling <clears throat> your properties under that price point... Sell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if, if you need to, and again, we've got to be very, very careful. Sure. Um, if somebody needs to, right now we're seeing a market that is, and we continue to say this, but it's a market populated by those who have a need to buy or a need to sell. Uh, when I look at the 13 sales that we had in the month of September, it's populated in, uh, mostly by people who are buying or selling because of mandated uh, employment issues, sure. relocation. There are a few divorces in there. Uh, there are a few people who had to uh, sell a larger property and move into a smaller property with first floor living. These are older uh, buyers and, uh, of ours, older clients. Um, I'm all over the place here, but under 275 is where the, the, the bulk of the activity is. And those properties are selling with multiple offers. And they're selling, and we're not selling $100,000 over asking price any longer, but we're, we're still seeing healthy. 10,000, 20, 25, 30,000, whether it was one $30,000 over asking price. That's pretty amazing. No, it was mine last week. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, 114.9 listing. Yeah. Not bad. Um, So, speaking to just the affordability or lack thereof, um, another one of the numbers you pulled, Mark, were the the affordability index. Yes. Yeah. And uh, this is, is also shocking. I know we led with it's not that bad, uh, but continue. <laughs> um, so the affordability <laughs> index tells us that le- the affordability index is basically what percentage of your annual income um, you should be spending on real estate uh, or you could be spending on real estate. So currently, the average American is spending 30% or they would need to spend 30% of their annual income in order to buy an average house. Last year, that number was 23%. That's gone up 7%. And it's only going to get worse over the course of the next few months because last week, um, uh, last Friday, uh, employment numbers were released. Yep. 263,000 new jobs created. That was Not the behavior of a recession. Yeah, (laughs) that's exactly right. So those were on, on uh, those were employment numbers for the month of September. The month of August, the number was three hundred and thirty-five thousand. So they've come down, which is great, and there seems to be a little bit of um, uh, downward activity in terms in terms of. And, and well, tomorrow's going to be a huge day. Yep. Tomorrow, uh, CPI uh, is uh, the Consumer Price Index is being released, and and um, employment. I'm sorry, inflation numbers are going to be released. Hopefully. We're going to find that uh, employment, which was, I'm sorry, inflation, which was at 8.5% in July, dropped to 8.3% in August. Hopefully, we're going to see inflation numbers below 8%. Um, but back to the affordability index, um, interest rates, because we have not been able, because Jerome Powell has not been able to tame inflation, 
it is an, an inevitability on the 1st of November that uh, the, more, the, the, more, the interest rates are going to go up again. It's a three-quarters of a percent, almost absolute three-quarters of a percent yep. increase. That's going to increase um, mortgage, uh, and, and the affordability index is going to go from 30% to 32%, 33%. It's it's ugly. It's it's really ugly. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I'm sorry. Affordability index will probably go to, to 31 and a 32%, something like that. Sorry, still sorry. a big chunk uh, of what huge. you bring in. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is for sure. Uh, man, was that too much information? That was that no. was dense. That was a lot of a lot, data. A lot to digest do, there. Do, do you want me to unpack any of that? Or do you want um, to? Yeah. Do, do, do you, do you want to go ahead and maybe uh, reframe and, and or rephrase anything that I said? I mean, I, I think you presented it fine. I, okay, it's digestible. All right. Okay, um, all right, it was digestible. That, yeah. that was my concern. It, 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 it is a lot, lot, but quite frankly, what we're dealing with right now is, <laughs> is a complicated. Lot. Yeah, it, it is. Um, yet it's still interesting with what's happening with these interest rates, with what's happening with the economy, the fact that there are properties still selling with multiple offers over asking. That comes back down to what has been driving this market for especially the past couple of years and really what's fueled um, those massive over-asking offers, and that is lack of supply. Mark, you were telling me you also dug into kind of how we got here with this lack of supply as far as the number of homes that were being built, at least the number that that used to be built, versus what's being built now. Yeah, so since the 1950s, Builders, home builders in the United States were building one, a, a minimum of a million uh, housing units per year. It crescendos in 2006 with two million housing units being built. Okay. Pretty healthy. 2006 also is that point in time when the vacancy rate uh, for, uh, for, for single-family homes is about, it's at a historic high. It's about 3%. So because it's at a historic high, builders start to throttle back a little bit, and they stop building as much real estate as they should. Um, all of a sudden, it's, so, so from 2000, uh, where, what is it? Oh, 2006, 500,000 units. Okay. So, so I'm, I'm so sorry, from 2010. Two... From, from, so, so, so let me let me go back. 1950s um, to 2006, 1 million to 2 million units being built per year. 2006, it crescendos. Four years later, because vacancy rates are so high, it drops to 500,000 units. That's an insane drop. An insane drop. So, so it drops um, so enormously. And only when we get to 2000, the year 2020, uh, 10 years later, do we finally get to the point where we're building not 2 million units, but 1.5 million units. Meanwhile, that whole period of time, population is growing in the United States. There's more and more need. There's more and more demand. Yep. So there are so few units built over the course of the past 12 years that the vacancy rate now for single-family homes is 0.8%. Wow. It went from a historic high of 3% back in 2006 to a historic low of 0.8% in the year uh, 2022. That's it's a pretty dramatic change. Yes. And in, in a relative, when you think about it, I mean, we're covering the span since the 1950s here in a really relatively short amount of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, that helps to explain a lot of the price increase that has gone on over the course of the past two and a half years. But, oh my God. That's I just crazy. Keep, I, I mean, I started thinking about this. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, there have been a minimum of half a million units being built, but more like, you know, more like a million to a million and a half Fewer units being built every year for the past 10, 12 years than the United States really needs. And right now, nobody's building anything because interest rates are so high. The cost of construction is so high. So so it's only going to continue over the course of the next few years. 
Can you think of maybe a good industry to invest in two years from now? Hmm. I'm just I saying. Mean, home builders, when we get to the other side of this recession, yep. which, by the way, is going to be really Jamie Dimon um, uh, weighed, in the other, weighed in yesterday saying it was, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be really ugly. Uh, but uh, two years from now, when we're in, uh, a year and a half from now, when we're on the other side of this recession, holy cow, like home building is, 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 is the industry to be in. It's going to take off. Again. It's going to it's going to take off. Okay. Absolutely. Well, I mean, you know, it's a complicated issue. We've talked about it and 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 dissected it in multiple different ways throughout the the weeks here on the podcast. But really, the only true way to get out of a hole you've dug is to kind of go back through, right? Yes, so yeah. the only way out is to build more homes. That's the only way to, right, to fix right. this problem. Which again, we've covered why that's been an issue. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, and, and that's uh, a whole other thing. That is a whole other thing, and I won't go down. But man, oh man. A year and a half from now, builders will start building properties again, but they're going to be building properties three hundred fifty, three hundred seventy-five thousand dollars or more. Um, there's still just no incentive, and I've said it a thousand times. There's just no incentive for anybody to build a two hundred twenty-five thousand dollar property. There's just no yep. money to be made. Man. Anyway, all right. Should we go well, right to celebrity real estate? I mean, man, <laughs> couple, couple other, a couple other nuggets to hit here right. before we do uh, sag into the celebrity real estate. I know there's one property. Or at least the owner of the property that you're extremely excited about. What's that? Boy George, oh, obviously. God. Oh God. <laughs> so wait, are we going to into re- celebrity real estate? No, no, no. no? We okay. got, we got a little right. bit, a little bit more to get to. Um, we have some tips from a millionaire landlord they wanted to share with us. Oh, um, who's so a millionaire landlord? Marcia Castro Socus is the uh, is the landlord that Business Insider spoke with, who uh, is telling you. If anyone thinking of buying real estate right now as investment properties, be thinking about these tips. Okay, I wanted to run uh, them by you. Uh, should, should I pour myself a cocktail? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Is that want to give me one of those real eye rollers? Yeah, here no, we go. I, I think there's some good so stuff. They are good. Okay, good. That you may be may be able to uh, to relate to. Okay, I think there's some good stuff. So the number one tip is paying a lower price isn't always the best deal. When you think about investors, they're they're always hunting for deals, right? Mm-hmm. You always want to find what is the lowest price, the best price. Yeah. But is that always the smartest move? I, I, I personally don't think so. Yeah. I, I, I really, you agree? I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I don't. I, I mean, yes, you want to buy for. <laughs> actually, do you, you know what you. Can I offer a tip here? Yeah, oh yeah, go it's, ahead. A, it's a great segue. Okay. So if you have surgery and you're strung out on Vicodin <laughs> and fentanyl. Yeah. Don't buy an investment property. <laughs> I, I a, I Learn a, that the hard way. I bought a property. I have my rotator cuff. I'm recovering from rotator cuff surgery a year and a half ago. I don't know why. I thought it was a good idea to buy a rental property. Yeah, why not? I, 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 I were paid by $65,000. No, God. I'm emailing Business Insider right now. You yeah. need to. Oh, wait. I have a new quote. I have a new landlord who's going to yeah, give yeah. you a good tip. Yeah, a really, really, really good tip. <laughs> So don't. So yeah, don't. Yeah. Okay. I, I actually, do you know? Do you know the team? Uh, when I have um, surgery of any sort, they actually change the passcode. Yes, we have to. Yeah. yeah. On social media. Oh, yeah, yeah, in particular. Yeah. yeah. You're not to be yeah. trusted in that. Moment. Not not no. a bit. No. Not not a good not idea. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Back to Marsha. Yeah. So uh, paying a lower price isn't always the best deal. Okay. Um, this is an interesting one, and I'm mm-hmm. curious to get your opinion on this, based on what's happening and everything we've covered. The second tip is don't let outside news change your real estate plan. If you have a plan, if I want to own yeah. five properties in the next five years, the fact that the economy is tanking right now, do you let that throw you off your plan or do you stay 
to I, it. I, I, I think there would be an equivalent, which is zero cost averaging. Is is is, is that the phrase that that um. Uh, that one uses uh, when investing in stocks. I think that's the phrase. Okay. Which is basically, um, you just continue to put money into your uh, stock portfolio every month. And some months you're no going to be what. buying at yeah. a high. Some months you're going to be buying at a low. Uh, but you know, o- overall, it's just going to even out, and it's the right thing to do. Okay. Listen, the next, I'm, I'm actually really excited about the possibility of buying some rental property over the course of the next year and a half. Yeah. Um, some opportunity. Y- 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 yes, interest rates are going to be very, very high. Uh, but uh, if you've got the opportunity, you, you, I should, I'm hoping that I'll be able to buy a few properties at a discount off of the price that I would have had to pay six months ago, nine sure. months ago. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. So, All right, the last piece well, of advice, the okay. last tip, All right. if you will. Being a landlord isn't just about the money. Okay. <laughs> Mark's confused. Excuse me? <laughs> so what? Then, so then what is it about? <laughs> um, they go in to say how it's, it's about building these relationships with your tenants and providing you know a nice life for them as far as making sure they're staying in nicer places, um, that kind of thing. I mean, you don't want to be a slumlord, no, you know. No, no I, 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 that's where I was headed. Listen, I don't know. I don't know any. I, I, I know almost none of my tenants. I don't know their names. I don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I am very 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 proud of the fact that we've got nice right I, I'm proud that, that our tenants live in really nice places exactly yeah. if there is a problem we jump all over it but I'm also really proud of the fact that we've taken some really bad properties I mean some drug houses some yeah. some yeah. some brothels and <clears throat> um, and just turn them into very very nice very expensive uh, rental properties well it's smart business because you don't want constant turnover from tenants I mean that's not good so I, 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 but I, I, it's, you know it's the same with with growing our real estate team yeah you know uh, you 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 treat your your team with dignity and with respect and their kids are sick you know you give them appropriate time off you you pay them great a great wage and it all comes back to you yeah y- yeah so okay. um this, yeah. This could be a podcast record, by the way. This may be the first instance where you did not completely roll your eyes at all of the tips that were provided by uh, yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, whatever quote unquote expert, yeah, yeah. Um, is, is being uh, rolled out. Yeah. All right. So for any uh, potential investors out there that are looking to invest in some uh, some real estate, there you go. Some tips for you. Man, uh, yeah, one tip. Um, yeah. Anything I would, else? I would, yeah. I would, offer the, I would offer the following: if you have a rental property and Tenants within the building are complaining about saws being used at night or odors coming from the apartment. Oh, oh here we People go. People screaming in horror <laughs> from, from an apartment. Knew this was coming. You probably want to. You probably want to make sure the police show up um, because if, uh, if a naked fourteen-year-old oh. just happens to jet out of an apartment, we're, we're of course referencing. Uh, Dahmer. Dahmer, yeah, on, on Netflix. It, 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 it is it, it, for those. It, 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 it is not. It is not an easy watch. No. It, it's it's very, very difficult. It's very disturbing. But I did watch what I thought was probably the best episode, which was episode eight. Okay. And, and it, ta- uh, it, it profiles the woman who lives next door to Jeffrey Dahmer's apartment. Yep. And it's a full hour uh, of her calling the police 
night after night after night, um, talking about the smells and the sounds and, and, and how she was ignored because she was an African-American woman and right. how, you know, the, the poverty plays into it and the fact that uh, Jeffrey Dahmer and his victims were gay, that all plays, it's, I, I'm getting, yeah, so, so we'll segue here, but that's a really great episode. Yes, a lot of this is, is very difficult, uh, but I think there's, a, there, there's an underlying story here that I think is an important one to be, uh, yeah. be recognized no, and acknowledged. Uh, with, without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, that's that's truly what's most mind-boggling about about him is that he was able to get away with it for as long as he did. Yeah. It's truly shocking. I, it, was, it was less about him and more about uh, about law enforcement and the response. And not caring about who the victims yeah, are. Yeah, their lack of response. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. So I've got to, if anybody has any tips or ideas for me, I'm going to be finishing uh, that series up you know, in the next uh, day or so. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to be looking for my next television series. Okay. I'm, I'm still, I'm, I'm at a little bit of a loss. So if you've got any suggestions, let mm. me know. Okay. All right. Yeah. Let's reach out with that. Yeah. Have you finished uh, The Patient? No, no, no. That That's is still uh, one more episode. Uh, there, I think there's, Three episodes. There was okay. one released uh, yesterday, and, there, and, and then, and then uh, there will be a, a second and a third episode released over the next uh, two and three weeks, and then it'll be done with that. But that's a, that's a really great one. Uh, with, with the Dahmer stuff, I believe there's a there's a documentary. I think I think I've had my fill. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, you're all, you're all I, set. I, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sated you're at this all, point in time. Yeah, okay. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> all right. Before we shift into the celebrity real estate, how about potentially a record deal in New York City? How do you pronounce this, Mark? It's the, is it the Salo building? Oh, uh, Sheldon Solo? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on 57, on uh, 907 57th Street? Yeah, yeah. It was last appraised for $3.4 billion. Yeah. I mean, I, this is the crown I, I, jewel, right? I mean. Iconic building. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 it is, I mean, it's often referred to and referenced as um, the most uh, prestigious and successful real estate uh, office tower in, wow. in, in, okay. in, in Manhattan. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and, and if you were to walk by, I mean, that's a that's a pretty busy corner right there. Yeah. Uh, so um, you know, it's it, it's it's an easily recognized building. Um, he's he's a big deal. I mean, like he's he's worth like like four, he's got a great he's he's worth it's clearly over three billion dollars himself. Oh, yeah. Um, he's got a great and amazing art collection. He's he's an interesting guy. Mm. Yeah, yeah, successful so guy. Looks like that's going to be going on the market, though. So I'm sure. Oh, great, great! Flooding so, with investors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my desire to pick up a new rental property. Yeah, there you go. Is, is that what you're suggesting? You just you manifested yeah. it out into the universe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that, that'll be interesting to see what it is that, uh, that that's going to sell for. Okay, we'll keep but, an but, eye but on that. But right one. now, that's just a rumor. Is that correct? Yeah, not official yet, but that's yeah. just kind of circulating Do, around. Real deal? Is that uh, that one? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Um, speaking of rumors, there's also this one floating around. Uh. Tom Brady oh. and Giselle divorce. Yeah. What happens to their real estate? Actually, doesn't she make more than he does? <laughs> well, she did. Yeah. Um, I don't know if she does any longer, but yeah, she. <laughs> they're, they're quite the couple. Uh, well, yeah. Again, it looks like they both have, um, they have their own individual uh, divorce attorneys. Wow. So it seems as though it's, wow. it is actually headed that way. Well, but, but yeah, good for them that their their relationship, their marriage has lasted as long because they're both very, very high profile individuals with very, very uh, successful careers, yeah. very, very busy lives. So, you know, God love them that they were able to, you know, uh, stay together for as long as they did. Sure. Um how old is he? I mean, at, at this point, his forties, forty. Yeah, and he continue, like, that's what yeah. that's what I think. I mean, it is astounding that this guy continues to do what it is that he's able to do at the age of forty-two. Uh, it's insane. It's it, 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 it should not be 
able to be done. He's, to be he's, he's not just showing up. Like he's, Oh, yeah. yeah. Man. Although I will say, he's on my fantasy football team, and I could use a little bit more numbers here. So if we can throw a few more touchdowns, really appreciate it. All right. Okay. Tom, if you're listening, step your yeah, game up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> um, but it looks like they're actually going to file in Florida, which is an equitable distribution state. So that, that means they have cut everything right down the middle. Um, oh, okay. Oh, oh, there you go. Okay. Which is interesting. I didn't know that that was. Uh, I, no, I didn't know that, that either. Was the case. Okay. Uh, going halvesies, as this article says. Wow, wow. Uh, all right. Uh, some more celebrity real estate. Let's dive into this one. Another football player. Uh, no divorce involved in this one, as far as I know. But Eli Manning. Okay. Is uh, is tries to tackle the sale of his three point eight million dollar Mississippi mansion. Hmm. So this one's seventy four hundred plus square feet. Uh, it's up for sale. Yeah, three point eight million for this one. Do you know much about Eli? Um, I mean, I know who he is. Of course, I know his brother, his father, et cetera, et cetera. So, mm. but I'm just—if you think about, you said three point eight million for seventy four hundred. I mean, so much of the celebrity yep. real estate that we talk about is three point eight million, and you're getting a seven hundred fifty square foot, you know, something or other. Right. Yeah. Um, That's not bad. So, so, but, but, so did you say Mississippi? Is, Mississippi. Okay. Yep. So that that explains it. I mean, you know, real estate. You know, you want to, <laughs> you got three point five million dollars. You want a big place? Go to Mississippi. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um, you know, you got three point five million dollars or three point eight million dollars. You want to buy in New York? Yeah, you're gonna have to you buy something a little less uh, in, in terms of room, slightly space, just yeah. a, just a smidge, just yeah. a smidge. Um, how about this, uh, Mindy Kaling? Are you an Office fan? No, never were got you, into were, it. Were you? Uh, office? Yeah, I watched The Office. Best thing about best until, thing about The Office? Until Steve Carell left, and then I was yeah. kind of out. Yeah. Best thing about The Office, Steve Carell. Oh yeah, no yeah, doubt. absolutely. I mean, it's, that, that guy's career is on fire. Well, on fire. It's crazy to think how big Mindy Kaling's career has become. Oh really? Yeah. Educate I, me. She was just kind of like a sub-character on that show. Okay. And, I mean, she has gone on to, uh, she has the Mindy Project, which okay. is her, her I own know, show. I, yeah, I know the name, and I, I know her name, and I know she's the name of the show. She's got books, and I mean, really? she's a lot. So she's um, she's listing her Manhattan condo for $2.75 million. Huh. Here you go, Mark. 1,166 square <laughs> there, feet. There, there, there we go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um Oh, so, so do you think I'd like Mindy Kaling? Maybe. Yeah, you're yeah. looking for show options here, possibly. She's funny. She's kind of self-deprecating. Oh, there we go. I'm just yeah. looking at her for the first time. Okay, well, that's what Wendy... Mindy. Mindy. Mindy <laughs> K- that's, what, that's what Mindy Kaling looks like. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, this is the one that you've been waiting for, Mark. I know you're very excited to talk about Boy George. Who, hey. some, who some may be like... What's Boy George been doing? Working at a, a Wendy's? Uh, you know, what's going on? Selling an $18.2 million mansion in London. Come Boy on. George is they, doing good. They were huge. Yeah. Oh, my God. They were enormous. So uh, he he's, you know, he clearly didn't um, spend all of his money when he was making it back in sure. the 80s and the, and the early 90s. I guess it was well, the 80s. Yeah. And then think about it now. This is kind of interesting. For artists in the 80s, mm-hmm. they're now all of a sudden getting all these checks. Kate Bush is Kate a Bush, great yeah. example yeah. Yeah. with, um, of course, Stranger Things mm-hmm. taking her yep. song, Running Up That Hill. Um, she, I mean, she made millions. Yes, I, I, of, I read an article on this. That. Yeah, it's because the Spotify. They'll get, I mean, they get a small chunk yeah. per play, obviously, but still, it adds up over time. So you got to imagine, if you're an '80s artist, you're pretty psyched that you have some more checks coming in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, offline, we will talk about Kate Bush, one of my all-time favorites. Really? Okay. Oh my God, she was just yeah, amazing. So uh, as far as Boy George uh, listening, actually, actually, oh what? Yes, just one tidbit. Oh yeah. No, right. here we go. What is what is Kate, Kate Bush? Kate Bush facts. Mo- what is she most famous for? Um, the Stranger Things song. Oh, at this point in time, you're probably right. Yeah. At this point in time, you are right. Yeah. Pre Stranger Things, what do you think I, she was most famous for? Can I can I make a confession? Yeah. 
I had no idea who Kate Bush was. Oh, come I on. I didn't realize it was an old song from the 80s. Oh, Jesus. At first. I was like, oh, Jesus. did they make an 80s song? Oh, God. I was born in 83. When in, when when was she popular? Yeah. Uh, in my defense. Uh, she was popular in the mid-80s. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I was so. two. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she. Um, uh, I'm removing myself from the hook. Mark. All right. So Peter Gabriel. Yes. All right. Games Without Frontiers? Mm-mm. No? Nah. All right. All right. So she's most famous, at least, I mean, I... I Je sens frontière. Okay. We've gone the, the, to the, the part the, of the, the podcast where Mark makes a reference and it's totally over my head. Yeah, all right, I'll play it for you later. You'll definitely remember. <laughs> I, and you can't, you can't, I, I'm surprised given uh, my, my luxurious and, and beautiful velvety uh, voice. I thought Kate Bush was here, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. All right, let's go on and let's wrap it up. We are way off the rails here. Okay. So sorry. All right, all right. Let's go. All right. uh, just a couple more. This is one that I know you're going to like. Um, we've talked about her on the podcast before Gloria Vanderbilt. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, obviously, she's no longer with us. However, uh, her historic Manhattan brownstone that she once owned is on the market for $12 million. Uh, it's on Manhattan's Upper East Side. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, yeah, but she doesn't own it any longer, I'd imagine. No, 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 yeah. former, former. 80, uh, it's an 1899 build. Well, there you go. So, uh, 6,400 square feet, six and a half bathrooms in the Carnegie Hill neighborhood. Ah, there we go. And then maybe one more. Oh, no. No, that's it. We're going to end there. Ending All right. there. All right. Great. And I'm here. just going to like... Here we go. Slowly play us out. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna play us out. This is... You don't know the song. No. I cannot believe it. All right. No. Well, um, anything you want, while this is playing, anything else you want to say? Um, as always, markstebook.com for all of our listings. The, uh, the new, again, the blog post is going out shortly. <laughs> um, previous podcasts, our videos, it's all up there for you. Um, We'll talk to you again next week. It's Open House with Mark Seawick and Corey James Moran.